0: demons outside screaming you can run but you can't hide you can't scare me i'm already dead inside.
1: all right welcome back to another episode of the texture steve saw massacre massacre this week we're doing the ruins
0: yeah mm-hmm. found footage no 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 frick what am i i was thinking of as above so below for just one second ah uh yeah the ruins a different movie we should do that one i love i love that one yeah i know we talk about it all, kind of a good amount a good for, amount not coherence levels or dark skies level but yeah well nothing's dark skies level i've seen to that but mm-hmm. um that's one that you've said on multiple occasions that you want to watch again yeah and well they, I've, i feel like i've watched it three or four times and i enjoy myself every time watching it it's a, it's a really good one mm-hmm. and i always forget how much i like it because i don't Let's just talk about this movie instead. <laughs> but like, just real quick, the top of it where they're like just initially going through the the underground yeah. pair of stuff, right? Yeah, Paris. Um, that is like okay. Like you see the bones everywhere. I'm like, eh, it's a little much for me. Mm-hmm. It's like when they finally get down and the tunnels start changing and shit. That's when it like yeah kicks in. But so when it starts, I'm always like, eh, I like this movie. You know, so I've seen it maybe two times. But right. it takes till a certain point. For it to click on for me
1: yeah there are a lot of movies like that one that i want to talk that'll that i talked about last <laughs> week um definitely has that but i don't want to mention it to spoil it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, so
0: let's say the correct movie this time uh t- the ruins i can see i was how... about to say temple <laughs> <laughs> i can
1: see how all three of those kind of occupy the same space in your subconscious at least yeah because well... you've got the parrot the Paris catacombs, and mm-hmm. now we have like a Mayan temple. Yeah, both like these kind of underground dark mm-hmm. zones, right? Yeah, that exist and that are the source of terror for some reason that mm. we're not fully sure of.
0: Yes, have you seen it? The Ruins. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw it. Okay, in theaters when it came out. Oh, you did? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did do well at the box office. Yeah. but... When I look back now at these critical scores, it, I mean, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.9 on IMDb. Yeah. Those are way lower than I would have anticipated because I had a lot of fun with this one.
0: Yeah. I enjoy them too. But that that sits about right for just like how many people have seen it, I think. Mm. Just nobody saw it. I certainly didn't see it in theaters, nor do I remember hearing about it when it came out. Mm. I just found it in the internet rabbit hole, watched it, enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Forgot about it. Was it on Netflix or it was just a... uh, I Maybe it was. Huh. I think it might have been I don't know if it is now right. this one was produced uh, it got picked up to be made by Red Hour
1: Productions, which I've learned is Ben Stiller's production company. Oh, so they're the ones that have done um, Zoolander yeah. and just all his other movies and um, <laughs> interesting yeah so this is their one kind of foray into let's try making money off of a horror movie. yeah and they picked it up from novelist Scott B. Smith mm-hmm. who had was in the middle of writing this novel. The ruins and had submitted an outline to movie studios and it got picked up to be made into a movie when he was still not even done writing the novel it got picked up based on the outline whoa cool (laughs) yeah it must be pretty nice um, so he also adapted his own this, his own novel for the screenplay.
0: Well, that's the best case scenario for writing: is that before he's finished writing it, you're yeah. like, this is going to be a movie. You can start to think of yeah, yeah. what you want to do with the story. So that maybe even for the book, then part of that would have been influenced, knowing that like this is going to be very visual.
1: That's true. What a unique position! Like, yeah. what novelist is in that position where they start writing it as a novel, but then are conscious that it's going to be a film? Like, y- so now you're thinking cinematically and literally, exactly as you're writing. Yeah, huh.
0: so like your point of view or your perspective has just got to change. Absolutely. You're thinking about your audience. That's really cool. That's really, really strange. Yeah. And uh, I feel like looking it up, the director hasn't done too much other stuff that I recognize.
1: No, I think you're right. I'm um, just uh, Jamie Marks is dead. <laughs> some other feature from 2014. Yeah. So one other feature. And yeah, I didn't see it or know it. Yeah, No, Um, it has the um the daughter from Homeland. And if you ever watch that show. No. Um, <laughs> he's also directed some music videos. Uh, notably for Keith Urban and S Club Seven. Ooh, <laughs> what S Club Seven music video? The one where the vines are infecting underneath <laughs> everyone's skin, <laughs> killing them by the end of it. Just yeah, the cannibalistic vines eating people. That's a great S Club Seven
0: music video. <laughs> oh,
1: a merge of um, S Club Party. Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, S Club. Ain't no fun. Part- but I'm what's it? The- S Club Party.
1: Is it just? Is the song just called S Club as well? S Club Party. Is it? Ain't no party like like an S-Club Party. party. Everybody get down tonight. tonight. I want to say that that song is called S-Club Party. (laughs) I think it's called S-Club Party. (laughs) There's no way to know. (laughs) They've been completely expunged (laughs) from the internet. Wow. Yeah. So Carter Smith directed. This was his first feature. Did one other one. Um. He got a lot of big stars on board. Obviously, because you've got you know a production company like yeah. Ben Stiller's behind it.
0: Is he? I think he's a fashion photographer. Is he? I think so. Oh wow. I think that's where he comes from.
1: Huh. So we'll keep an eye out for yeah. nice
0: outfits. For nice outfits, or that they're photographed well. Mm. Because you're not gonna have a great outfit after the first night in a carnivorous vine temple.
1: Totally. You know that's I mean? that's all I really remember of it. Like I remember them getting. To
0: the temple, I remember there being like uh, local natives, I think, that are warning them. Yeah, and I also remember that that happens really fast. Like the movie kicks off real fast, and they get into the temple real quick.
1: Great. Well, I think it's only got like an hour and twenty-five minute runtime, so that's better. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that explains it. We got Jenna Malone from Neon Demon Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other things that we've all seen. We've got Sean Ashmore, Iceman from.
0: The X Men series, yeah, fantastic.
1: Remember that time before Marvel when X Men was the biggest, like super. That was franchise? the big Marvel thing, yeah, yeah.
0: And I didn't love those movies. He was also in
1: Frozen. Did you see that one? No. that's It's pretty great. Not the I, Disney movie. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I really should have clarified that before. <laughs> it's pretty great. And I'm like, I've heard nothing but that about Frozen. <laughs> There's the song. You got to hear it. I was like, what niece do you have? That-? <laughs> yeah. Um. No, before the Disney movie Frozen. Before there the was, smash hit yeah, Frozen. Yeah, there was another movie called Frozen. That's about three teens going up a chairlift at a ski resort. And oh, then the yeah. ski resort closes for the weekend, yeah. So they're stuck way up, and it's just like a single set movie of them being on a chairlift for an hour, and they're freezing to death. What do they do? Awesome! It's so great. Is it a good, a good movie? Yeah. Well, it's not going to win any Oscars, but it's a fun, hmm. entertaining ride. Just to for just like all those kind of one room horror movies that we're curious yeah, about yeah. to see. What are they going to do with this? That's exactly what that. Are is. they going
0: to survive? Yeah. Going to eat each other? Probably. I'm I'm sure it's not
1: amazing, but it was super entertaining when Mm -hmm. i saw it when it came out yeah those movies
0: are always great like um where uh what's the one where is it ryan reynolds is buried buried yeah buried yeah um that one and then there's another one uh, 127 hours even yeah i know it's not horror but i really enjoyed that one too for the exact same reasons Mm -hmm. and cube Cube, falls in that category um
1: addition or, no, sorry, exam is what I meant to say. Oh, yeah, exam. Exam's fun a fun one. That's a fun one, yeah. Yeah, they're all... I think fun is the best way to describe... Even circle, you could argue, is the best way to describe yeah. those kind of... I like. I always just call them one-room horror movies. I don't know if there's a better way to identify them. They're yeah. single sets
0: or... One room just feels the easiest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, those are I, great. I also used to see Sean Ashmore at a grocery store all the time in my old neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you
1: ever talk to him? Um, One time... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love these stories. Uh, I was just behind him and his girlfriend and his in ear. line for coffee, mm. and um, they like didn't have cash on them, so he had to leave. And then she just started conversation with me, and she's like, we just got back to town. We don't even have any Canadian cash. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Was that was that Iceman or his brother? Because he has a twin brother, yeah. Aaron Ashmore. And he's like, that was Iceman. What? <laughs> and then another time, because so I used to live over by Young in college, and that's, that's where Iceman. they clearly have a condo in uh-huh. that area, because I would see him in the grocery store a bunch. And one time I was crossing an intersection and I saw him with his twin brother together walking down the street. Whoa. If you're the Ashmore twins, you can't just walk around in public.
0: (laughs) Well, you you didn't accost them. No, I didn't tackle (laughs) them down. I was about to, but... (laughs) Well, good for them. They're living the life. (laughs) Well, then you can like, you have the uh, deniability. You can point the other ones like, that's Iceman. (laughs) (laughs) Confuse your fans and get away. (laughs) They
1: look very similar. It's remarkable that one, and I think they both have pretty good careers. This is a big tangent from the movie Ruins that we're watching today <laughs> on the Texker on Massacre. <laughs> Why don't
0: we do some scare and tell? Scare and tell. So this week I watched Wreck. Nice. Yeah.
1: And you have seen this before, right? Yeah, I did. So um, this is a rewatch.
0: Yeah, so I did not remember how that movie ended at all. Mm. It's definitely some inebriants helped me with that. <laughs> but holy shit, that movie is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's like a zombie infection movie. Yeah. Right.
1: No, I've seen, I've seen like the opening 10 minutes, I think. And then I saw, I think the American remake.
0: Yes. Yeah, quarantine. It. Quarantine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, everyone holds wreck in super high regard. Yeah.
0: And correctly so. It is like, it, it's the best paced um, zombie-ish infection movie that I can think of. Like and that one
1: is found footage, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's great. They do really good with the camera work. It's not, it never wears on you, like really good effects, really good gore, like every component of a, of an infection movie, the way that they don't totally understand what's happening, Mm -hmm. how quickly people change, you know, it's awesome. It's so terrifying. And then like the final act is just pedal to the metal. Nice, man. Yeah. And the last, like you see one kind of creature at the end, one creature is a zombie Mm Mm-hmm terrifying they're in the dark with night vision and nobody can see each other it is just so so scary reminds me of like 28 weeks later where they do that with the, the rifle oh yeah and then oh my god it was so good man nice like, I, I just i put that one off for so long for some reason it's so well i mean you're not a zombie guy that's, that's probably it it's it's the one that's worth watching for sure but it's super short and super punchy mm-hmm. you're the top of it though it takes a few minutes to get its feet once it does it has done it and is fucking great
1: yeah so you're right that the zombie thing would have deterred me but the fact that it's found footage you think would have drawn me to see it sooner than later yeah i it's, don't know it's Some... interesting that you have like a cross of two subgenres in one with that yeah found footage
0: and zombie movie and it's like it's the perfect way to do it because they can show far fewer zombies or the zombies like i don't know and they're not even fully zombies but i mean there's something about um the minimalist like approach to it, you see one at a time, kind of maximum mm-hmm. until like near the very very end, so it's like every situation forces them to like kind of leave one person behind and like go to the next place or go back to where they had just come from, mm. so it's like this very slow like um at first predictable wearing down of the the cast, and then more and more like therefore zombies have been created, so it all kind of comes to a head all at once for the third act, and then mm-hmm. it's just like I said, pedal the metal and the last little... The last few minutes is just the scariest thing. It's so good. It deserves to be on every list that's, like, the actual scariest of this genre and oh, this shit. genre and this genre. Yeah, I can't think of a scarier zombie thing than that. Nice. Like, 28 days and weeks are the closest I can think of.
1: Did you um, recognize any of the style, even though it's found footage and this other one isn't, um, from Veronica, the same movie that he directed?
0: Um, Kind of a, a little bit, but it's so... Because found footage to, like, not found footage, it's yeah. so hard to see parallels, but, like... A little bit with the fact that in Veronica they had um, when they would show this spirit that she it was constantly afraid of, Mm -hmm. like it would always be behind this weird like hallway glass that they had in that movie. So you'd always see a shadow moving or a shadowy figure behind this like foggy glass. Mm. That's something that happened a good amount in Wreck. So maybe that maybe kind of like suggesting a figure behind some sort of thing, Mm -hmm. a curtain or a glass thing like that. Maybe, but nice. not a ton other than, you know, knowing where to focus right at the perfect time to make something really scary and using the sound to right. to really drive you nuts.
1: Veronica really um, brings me to this kind of beef that I've been having with Netflix lately. Well um, oh, Chris got a beef with Netflix specifically over like Veronica they were marketing as this is the scariest movie ever mm. which is just a ridiculous thing. So I know people who were like, oh, I just heard it was the scariest movie of all time and I was so let down. So I was disappointed that they tried to market it as such yeah but they did it under the pretense which is the, my main beef. Okay, um, is that they said, well, so many people turned it off one-third or one-quarter of the way through, so that must mean it's the scariest movie ever, uh, which is such a stupid, stupid the... understanding of numbers. Like to, to be like, well, if people turn off horror movies one-third yep. of the way through, it must be because it's too scary. That's so. asinine. Yeah. They released a whole thing being like, here are the top ten movies that people can't finish. And of course, half of them are terrible yeah. because... Turning off a horror movie isn't only
0: an activity we do because it's so scary. It's also something we do because it sucks. Yeah. Human Centipede gets turned off the most, not because it's a terrifying. It was on that list. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. It was just a guess, but of course, because it's not terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. Look at. Yeah. You know sure fuck that I know I was just disappointed at how widespread that but report that they released went that's like I don't know that's like the um, the news headline of the day though is like every movie coming out now has to be the scariest thing hmm I'm sure that that cycles like every like five to ten years they need to just inundate you with, like, you know, this, the most unique take on sound in years, the most unique take on, like, showing race in a horror movie in years. So, like, yeah, it's all part of the marketing game to then, get people out. You know? Yeah. Then they run out of things. So it's like the scariest one.
1: I feel like, I feel like the genuine or the thing closest to the genuine kind of hype for that is when a movie seems to come out at Sundance and then that gets the big hype of this is the scariest movie ever and then it slowly trickles out, you know, half a year later. We had that with It Follows, The Witch, Mm -hmm. and now Hereditary. That is just such a huge hype cloud before coming out that seems to be genuine, that seems to get confirmed by the more people that do get to see it at Mm -hmm. smaller festivals. So I think we can still discern between levels of validity with those kind of hype clouds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially if we can at any point get in before it mm-hmm. hits like one of those big streaming services absolutely like we did with veronica which i really liked veronica mm-hmm. and i think it is a very scary movie but i also think it's kind of been done several times in several different ways I think absolutely it was great performances by a very unique little cast yeah. inside of a cool little one room setting it looked great there yeah. especially that last like 10
1: minute stretch where it kind mm-hmm. of kicks into overdrive a little bit
0: yeah i felt it like the first time they used the ouija board i was like oh this is pretty Mm -hmm. this is terrifying yeah there's something
1: so special about being able to see that
0: without any mm -hmm. hype or foreknowledge going in and the first time she sees i guess is that their dad or just whatever that spirit is Mm.
1: your memory is so good bid on nika like that's oh veronica that's how he says it and he's just
0: like getting closer to her and louder i remember that being really terrifying nice I love it. I I really do enjoy that movie. So for Scare and Tell, I saw
1: a movie called The Changeling um, at the Royal because it's got a new 4K restoration. And this Mm -hmm. is one of Canada's great contributions to the horror genre. Came out in 1980. I saw it four or five years ago because I actually had a professor Mm. who was teaching me a class on Freud and critical theory. And she just kept referencing this horror movie. (laughs) OK, so I've never had a professor reference a horror movie before, especially, especially consistency. In, yeah, or consistently. Yeah. Or like in relation to theory specifically. So I really was excited to check it out then. That's and a
0: spoiler for the, you know, your analysis of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> There's a like I said, it was a Freud class and there are a lot of Freudian elements in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from 1980, but it just it still holds up really well. It's a little bit long. It's a haunted house kind of movie at the beginning. hmm. Um, a father witnesses the death of his wife and daughter. That's not a spoiler. It happens in the first like 60 seconds. And he's also a professor and he has to just deal with this grief. So he deals with it by moving to Seattle and taking up residency in this old house. And as you do, as you do, and just weird shit starts happening and he starts uncovering like a mystery of what happened in this house earlier. Mm -hmm. It hits like a lot of the same beats, um, that a lot of these kind of haunted house slash mystery stories do, but it's very atmospheric. Um, there's a seance, there's Mm -hmm. a whole segment of digging into like the crime history of that town. Um, it's really great and it's enjoyable and, genuinely creepy at certain moments and there's just like a few iconic images that you might have seen yeah like a red bouncy ball does that bring anything to mind
0: yeah i feel like Feel like that's been parodied and yeah, absolutely.
1: So like, there's this classic moment of this ball is kind of going down the stairs and it just like this kid's ball. So then he like drives down the road, throws it off a bridge, comes home, and it's just right there back again. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is just that's good.
1: A lot of things that have become cliche are clearly like this is a very early iteration of them, and it does it very well. Mm -hmm. The lead performance by George C. Scott, who was uh, the general dude in one. I mean, in God damn it! Uh, You'll get it, Doctor Strangelove. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he's Patton in, in the movie Patton, and he was Ebenezer Scrooge in the 1980s Christmas Carol. You'd recognize this, yeah, yeah? No, I, I know who the guy is. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I would, I would recommend it. It's a, a tad on the longer side, but um, it's still very
0: enjoyable and probably it's important for horror history. Yeah, creepy 1980. Mm-hmm. Like that's awesome. Like that's in the same like the same vein as uh, Body Snatchers, right? Yeah. And that movie is on every you know, most terrifying list. Yeah.
1: In fact, we asked That's Twitter it. recently, um, "What is?" or we retweeted Zena's question of what do you think the scariest movie that you've ever seen is. And one person said Body Snatchers.
0: Yeah. And they said, like, don't laugh, but yeah. <laughs> Body Snatchers. I'm like, yeah. I can see why that would be creepy as hell when you saw that the first time.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're a young child and all of a sudden you see this homeless man's face on a dog running around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can also imagine never being
1: able to forget that. Uh, this Dave in history.
0: This Dave in history.
1: This is the segment where we talk about the movie we watched one year ago today. I realize uh, we don't explain that well <laughs> often enough. <it's>, yeah. <laughs>
0: I feel like every once in a while we should explain segments. We're, we're a horror podcast. Yeah. This day in history. Figure it out. Uh, we watched. Uh, we watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gasps> we watched the there you are man. It's been too long since we've done a Gregory Peck impression. Mm-hmm. Gregory Pecks have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I um, remember this movie fondly. Well, I don't. I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, maybe not the movie itself, but the experience of watching the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel okay. So the scene that I remember most is I think when he rides the bike uh, into his mother and knocks her over the. Yeah. Yeah that part because mm-hmm. i remember it looked silly it Looked looks silly oh like, i remember with the scared. impact of the oh i see i of see of the bike hitting her the physical yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: nice yeah i remember like just that like loving the setup and the first kind of 20 minutes are so exciting you have the birthday party mm-hmm. this is all for you damien one of like yeah. one of the oh, greatest of scenes yeah. ever yeah um and then just that last hour just being gregory peck yeah plain boring indiana jones and just going mm. from like location <laughs> to location trying to figure things out with an incredible decapitation out of nowhere the best like car
0: <laughs> decapitation ever <laughs> that head like does like 30 flips it just flips like crazy that one looks so good mm-hmm. yeah um i love in that one too when uh all like the images of people whenever their photos taken or like pictures on the wall have like a line mm-hmm. like they're being hung yeah that's such a great element. that's the coolest ever it really is i love that I wonder if that
1: inspired um, the writer of The Ring or the original Ringu um, Mm. because that's when the photos have the messed up faces. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I wonder.
1: Same kind of trope.
0: Yeah, there's a few things. There's actually a thing like that in Lake Mungo. Yeah, yeah, a little thing with sort of images changing or something appearing. Yeah, it's
1: cool. Yeah, I am am curious because someone also said that one was the scariest one they've ever seen, but you poo-pooed the idea.
0: Yeah, I... i didn't find it very scary okay Uh, yeah but i mean fair enough i'll just watch it on my own yeah definitely because i don't want to do it here (laughs) but if
1: anything it led us to that wonderful image i found online of luke mango (laughs) you found that huh i what did i search (laughs) i I forget some google result led to that because i just as we do we'd send yeah we're sending messages back and forth sometimes we'll switch around vowels for
0: A good laugh? Yes, if you haven't made the connection.
1: Lake Mango, if you flip those vowels. Lake Mungo. (laughs)
0: Lake (laughs) Mungo. (laughs) Lake Mango.
1: (laughs) Lake Mungo. Flip the first two vowels of each word. You got Luke Mango. And so you searched that. I searched something that produced a picture of... Like a Superman looking dude with like ridiculous sunglasses. <laughs> and instead of that Superman S, it was a mango. Yep. And that is officially Luke Mango. Luke Mango. I almost printed and put it in a
0: frame just
1: put in it. the corner of this room <laughs> and just waited until you noticed it.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to sit down, but I wouldn't have known why. I'm like, something's wrong in here.
1: Mm. I wouldn't watch The Omen today.
0: T- mm, no.
1: We were even talking about not bothering with the
0: sequels to that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm not totally enamored with it. I don't feel like yeah one day sequels will. it's getting the boot yeah you're gone and if uh, scaredy cats make your case if you would like us to watch the omen sequels yeah because as it stands we're not super interested but i mean i wasn't super interested in watching Extro, as an example that yeah. turned out great
1: yeah and i mean for most of the franchises we do not the main obvious ones that one's obviously like friday the 13th Nightmare on the street halloween obviously we'll watch those ones mm. but for the lesser known ones i feel like For every single one of them, someone pipes in and and is like, you got to watch the sequels too. Someone loves the Phantasm sequels. Someone loves
0: the extra sequels. Absolutely. But
1: Omen, nothing. Silence.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you go online and you realize that a lot of critics and a lot of people don't like movies like The Ruins, but Mm -hmm. we do. So if you like one of the Omen sequels a lot, it is worth bothering us because that means more than like the Google user score or Metacritic or anything like that. 100%. Yeah. We'll go with what you guys say.
1: So, yeah, I'm excited to rewatch the ruins um mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about this low score, but I mean that happens all the time on this podcast
0: yeah it's it's pretty common. Did you see um the Google user score? what was that? Was uh, it higher? I think so. Let me just quick check sure <clears throat> Google users have it eighty three percent hell yeah yeah.
1: Google users, Google users coming
0: through. That's that's where it's at these days because those are active people who have like you know gone out of their way to chime in on how they feel about the movie.
1: And do they give just a simple yes or no, or do they give
0: a percentage? I'm not totally sure. Huh? I, it's Google. I wonder. I feel like it might be. Yeah, they put in a, like an out of ten review or something. And let's
1: keep an eye on that for
0: future films. See what they think. I, yeah, I usually look at it for, in my own searches. I'm like, nice. that's enough assholes like me decided that it was good, which means it's very good chance I'm going to like it. All right. Yeah, Google users, you guys got it. <laughs> on that Google note, users. <laughs> on that note, let's go to this
1: Mayan temple. I think it's Mayan, yes.
0: Aztec, Mayan. It's a temple. I wonder if it's the same temple from uh, Temple Monsters or Temple Grand or Temple. <laughs> or
1: <laughs> oh yes, because we talked about this when we were watching <laughs> Monsters. I think yeah. I brought it up, saying I think that's the same temple from. I wonder if it is. Uh, if we can remember to, let's pull up Monsters and see. Okay. a little yeah. comparison during this one. Mm-hmm. All right awesome cheers all right cheers one thing that struck me right away was how bright of a horror movie this is
0: yeah you can kind of always see everything at all times
1: yeah well so much of it takes place in broad daylight yeah like what there's so few horror movies that are genuinely creepy that are so bright and well-lit and have, like, full-on noon sunshine yeah. on it pretty
0: much the whole time. Yeah, dude, you're totally right. Like, usually they, they'll they creep you out with that movement happening in, like, deep shadow, so you're not totally sure you saw something at all. Yeah. No, they're just fully lit. Mm-hmm. Here's what's happening.
1: That being said, they didn't rob us of a few great creepy
0: scenes in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a couple, like, down, uh, down inside. We only went in there for, like, one second. I know. It's such a tease that you have this kind of well entrance, and you're like, what is the labyrinth that exists underneath this, in the heart of this thing? Yeah, the ruins that the movie is named after. We're going to go in there for like five minutes total. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's not called Top of the Ruins. (laughs) Sitting on the top of the the ruins. ruins. Yeah, we
1: only get a very little bit of actually inside the cave, but it's so satisfying, the scene that we're in there,
0: when everything, the ivy is just all kind of collapsing in on them. Oh, yeah, when it just, like, becomes this big sort of, like, blob-like entity that's just, like, moving towards them. Yeah. It's really well-done effects for just, like, moving plants. Like, that's basically, like, the the terror of the whole movie is plants Mm -hmm. are moving. Yeah. And they do a really good job with those effects in all the places that they occur. Like, when they start moving, for when they're in there, in that one of the few dark scenes Mm -hmm. and uh they think they're hearing the cell phone but what they're hearing is those little flowers yeah mimicking the sound that's that's like such a great reveal Mm -hmm. at that
1: point in the movie when you realize that this plant can just mimic whatever as a way to like entice you or up Mm -hmm. draw you closer to it so that it can ultimately consume
0: you yeah that was shown very well And like, it it was believable too. They never like, there weren't many points where somebody got grabbed on the leg and then that was it. They were stuck. You know, they were really usually able to rip it off. It was this slow burning, like Totally. it's in you, it's happening.
1: Yeah. That's what makes it so um, exciting and dread inducing is that it's not this like crazy ass Mm. creature that can just lash out, grab you and pull you in. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty weak. It's just some vines. It's
0: plants. Yeah. To to quote one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons, the um, Simpsons go to Africa mm-hmm. and they fall off of a, a, a waterfall and they land in a giant flower. And then they're like, oh, that was lucky. But then it starts closing on them. They're like, <laughs> oh, no, oh, my God, we're, it's eating us. And then Homer just walks out. He just pushes the front out and it just tears and he walks out. I'm like, dad, how did you do that? He's like, it's a flower. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That, one of my late, favorites. Si- late Simpsons? Uh no. I don't even remember when they go to Africa. It's Homer wins a trip because he finds an old box of animal cookies upstairs in the attic. Holy shit! It, uh, there's so many great quotes from that one. Huh? I'll I'll just let that go. We're talking about the ruins. We sure are.
1: And yeah, like they're So they judiciously use the CGI quite well to show it mm. underneath the skin and the little flower things flaring up. But when they're in there, like I feel like a lot of those effects you can get by just having a couple PA's just shake around a bunch of leaves. Yeah, because that's the moment where it felt like it was enveloping them. And yeah. they, they still escape, but it, it would show, like, it would show the front shot and the back shot, and it was just all around them. Yeah. It, just moving
0: in. It looked like the plant equivalent of, like, going inside the bee's nest and mm. stirring it up. Like, yeah. that's what looked like happened when they first, like, what did they do that incited that? Like, they touched it or... Well, they They tried to pick a flower or something. Well, they went down there because they heard a cell phone ring. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we can get a phone. So, they went down. They found the phone was, like, broken as shit. And there's a dead woman probably from that initial shot. Yeah. She's just screaming, like, help me. Yeah. That was the impetus for going down there Mm -hmm. after all of that. Yeah. And then, so, what actually riles up the plants once they're in there? Is it, like reach out to like take a flower or something i think is what does it
1: well they like move in because they hear the ringing and they're like is that fucking coming from these flowers flowers yeah and then
0: that's what the flowers are doing they're trying to get somebody close enough to like grab them
1: yeah that's what i like we talked about this a lot with annihilation oh no i guess about annihilation outside of because we didn't do it for an episode right but about how great it is that this plant doesn't have intelligence yeah it's just it's merely acting it's existing yeah it's just Mm -hmm. existing and it's just doing what its nature compels it to do which is to draw in prey Mm -hmm to consume it. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. That's so creepy. And it
1: seems to get more powerful
0: once it has more prey, right? Like if it has fresh blood, that's when the flowers can kind of bloom. Yeah. Did you take, did you get that? Um, I I don't totally know exactly. Like I think, yeah, they're, they're feeding on the people's parts and blood. So it's like, I don't know if they're sensing that there's prey and they're like getting most agitated when someone starts screaming. So the flowers are picking up sound that they can repeat back. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm wondering if the flowers blooming is, um. Uh. Result of there being prey nearby, Pri- so I think they know so. they can draw them in. Because it also seemed that the more blood it got, it was able to... Mm -hmm. Like, it became... It grew more. It seemed to proliferate. So I wonder if there is... a And... I think so, yeah. And the natives were pouring salt around. Salting the the soil around the pyramid. Which makes me think that they recognize, oh shit, it's feeding. So it's going to grow faster. So we Mm -hmm. need to salt the fuck around the rim because it's going to grow
0: exponentially if we don't. Seems like... uh, They suggest a pretty colorful, like, history of this. Like, the natives are well aware of it. They don't around they take no chances yeah they but, kill
1: their children if they even briefly grazed
0: yeah they're like the plant somebody like dopeily threw a handful of plant and it just hits the kid in the belly and that's enough <laughs> that's enough and they shoot him in the fucking head yeah. a little kid <laughs> yeah just gets shot and they don't cut away nothing that's like, oh, great oh my god okay and the
1: gore is wonderful mm-hmm. in this movie all the way through like yeah. to, to kick it off the first moment of gore is when they shoot the guy that brought oh, them, them
0: there arrow in the chest and then his head explodes yeah
1: like like chunks of the guy's yeah, head is just flying kind off.
0: Kind of like disappear right in the middle. Like.
1: I love that. I need that so badly. Mm-hmm. Like it would just suck if they shied away from it, especially in a body horror premise like this. Yeah. And they do not. No, not
0: at all. Like they really give you some gross stuff to look at. That was just su- such a great inciting incident because like it it shows um like it, it makes you more scared of the vines, because I'm not scared of vines like you know, i even i get the concept of something being toxic you like, heard it here scaredy cats dave is not afraid of vines i'm not very scared of vines just a little um a little more now but like i i <laughs> like i get the concept of like we we recently did splinter i i get the feeling of something you don't want to touch at all because once you do once you're done mm-hmm. i get that but like i'm still not like terrified of what these vines can do to somebody until i see these like uh villagers who clearly understand the natives who understand exactly what's going on with these plants and they will instantly shoot you in the chest when you get too close blow your head off like it was so that that scene was amazing because um like you thought kind of a little bit it was the fact that she was taking pictures that was like setting them off yeah you know and you didn't know where the violence would go you didn't know exactly what would set it off and then as she's slowly scared scared backed off into and steps in the plants hmm that's and then he starts to click for you yeah yeah then it starts to click what's going on and it's really they really put a lot of pressure right in that scene mm-hmm. That like no they're not gonna fuck around this is a very terrifying plant for one reason or another yeah and it takes a little while after that for it, you to start seeing why because it really does. In fact, that first like half
1: hour when they're on the ruins themselves, mm-hmm. we don't even the, the action isn't moved forward by anything the plant is doing. No. It's really their own stupidity that really yeah. makes the movie move move forward for that first like hour. It's just human it's error. F- human error. Like yeah. they're like, "Oh, let's let's go down and see if there's a way out inside." And right. they don't check the rope before. They don't hesitate. The dude just ties it around himself. He's yeah, like, "Down like, we go. Let's do this." Which is just <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> they're such annoying characters at that moment yes. and it snaps and breaks and then they send another one down and then she's stuck down there yeah. like so really like that whole when that whole movie the whole part of the movie was unfolding the plant is just chilling doing nothing and it, they... it's
0: making cell phone sounds that's how it starts that's what? all it's doing but we don't know that yeah well the cell phone sounds don't even come until a little later well no that's why he goes down in the first place yeah the cell phone sound i He's thought like, he was it's going... my brother's cell phone we have the same one he ties oh, the thing around himself. So that's why they were going, down. The that's whole why time. they go down. Yeah, because of the I thought things. it was just to explore and see. I think there's a way out yeah. inside. But so in that moment, they're not even not even like, let's check the rope, like how old is this place? Let's you know, there are sleeping bags in the thing. Let's see mm-hmm. if there's any other packs or anything. They just very quickly immediately start jumping down things because they're 20 somethings. Yeah. You know, they And may... they need to they're freaking out yeah. and they want a solution
1: faster than they're willing to Tims take... for.
0: Yes, and that's really important for the whole movie is that they need a solution much faster than, you know, the yeah. intelligent path. Absolutely. That's just
1: that is the kind of consistent human error that yeah. goes throughout all the situations that they face. Yeah. Stacy just starts literally hacking herself open, oh, which God. is the scene that I remember most from this movie. Like yeah. 10 years later, I remember that like exactly the way it's framed just the a, sound of her voice the blood puddle that she's standing in
0: yeah just and that's one of the a dar- another dark scene but well lit so you can see her perfectly it's so bright like the white of her sh- her dirty shirt and the red of the blood contrast is like it might as well be daylight even though it's a nighttime scene yeah what other movies have like such terrifying scenes in broad daylight I'd be so curious to know I can't think of um quite a- as terrifying scenes but like the movie that jumps to mind is um loved ones is very bright. The whole time right but that all still to-
1: takes place at night i mean you have those
0: final scenes that are in the day but yeah. by that point the yeah. levity
1: like the levee's broken it's, it's you're kind of like excited the tension is kind of gone mm-hmm. almost you know what i mean for those lit scenes
0: yeah and and even when he does fall down in that like little subterranean pit mm-hmm. or whatever they really they light it very well so you can see those the people yeah creatures. yeah yeah
1: but i mean even like not just well lit but just takes place
0: in the middle oh, of in broad the day. daylight yeah yeah, yeah you're with right. the sun beating down on uh, everyone some scenes and it follows, but yeah, there's not much. Mm -hmm. It's really not much.
1: Yeah. That's so, I mean, just the vines crawling underneath the skin just really, really sticks with you. It still
0: holds up 10 years later. It looks great. And and what I remembered from seeing it was (laughs) Jesus. I don't know how this happened. Scaredy cats, but I was like, kind of teasing chris the whole time i was like oh, you remember the leg stuff you remember the leg stuff yeah and, and i did not and uh what i was alluding to was when um they wake up and there's that scene of both of them in the night waking up to the vines wrapped around their legs mm-hmm. and you see it crawling into her leg and then it goes to him and his legs are like mostly eaten yeah and that was like when i that was where like i was saying it a little earlier about how like i'm not scared of vines and then that happens. You're like, oh my fucking Christ, of course they're going to shoot this kid. Which is
1: definitely not even the goriest leg scene. No, no. Which is why it's so funny <laughs> that you referred to it. And yeah,
0: then they start, um, they come to the conclusion they have to amputate his legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which is just a heroic effort of gore. and, and They didn't shy away at all. I love no. it. I love how crazy good it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to Splinter, we had another kind of like crazy amputation. Mm-hmm.
1: This one may take the cake. It did, yeah like wild splinter it still was like a, a big moment of tension and really effective the way that concrete mm-hmm. block drops like it yeah. very visceral you do squirm in your seat this one the camera is right on that leg. we are seeing yeah. every part of
0: this like shattered bone and blood and viscera just being pulled apart yeah and the guy's reaction as it's happening exactly just so gross he's the way that he jabs into his leg with the knife and and blast then it with the to have
1: To have the finale be uh, the vines take those just the like chunks of the feet that are left yeah. and pull it in is such
0: a beautiful little yeah. afterthought too. So when I said the leg thing I meant like he wakes up and it's gross. Not. They get blasted off with a huge rock and dragged away yeah. in the most menacing thing ever. <laughs> but, the guys passed out they don't even move them just that terrifying shot of the dr- legs slowly being dragged away and they're by, them like, all a just a few watching. By a straggly
1: veins yeah. or vines, vines. Yeah. that's when they're like oh shit. They're like oh all
0: right well that pretty clearly shows us
1: what's going on here but even though like that wasn't the like thing and you feel silly for remembering <laughs> the vines being around the legs instead of this amazing amputee scene um i still think i still understand why that one stuck with you like yeah. that's that's right at the point in the movie where we're not quite sure how nefarious these vines are yes. and for them for them to wake up and see how it's not just wrapped around the legs it's like Consum- embedded it's yeah. consuming and it's like literally went into the wound it saw that as an entry point yeah. on Stacy's leg. I can see why that would stick with you more than the amputee amputation scene yeah. which like by that point the tensions are already high,
0: you know, we're already yeah. kind of in there. So that would be more forgettable. Yeah, that's adrenaline and momentum. Exactly. The initial seeing mm-hmm. it reveal. It's just uh, Yeah. I don't like people's body getting eaten slowly and they're unaware of it. Oh, that's like um, I brought up a couple of examples while we were watching, but from life, when Calvin eats the guy who, in the wheelchair, he eats yeah. his leg, yeah, and they, they don't know where Calvin is, and they lift up, they find him, <sighs> terrifying, that's very terrifying to me, because he's like dying of blood loss, and they don't know why, mm-hmm. uh, that one really sticks out, and then there's the scene from The Gift from XX, that short, yeah, where they're eating the mom, You're just eating her legs, Yes. And just like the just the inner muscle and bone is exposed.
1: Yep. Three great leg eating scenes. And in Hostel, I think the first one, one guy has a victim in his room and he's straight up like he's got classical music playing. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like fillet, like yeah. cutting it to
0: the leg as if it's like a steak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember that. I really don't like that. No. Just because the leg is like this big, huge, meaty, meaty part. part. Yeah. So they can like really put good prosthetics on it or good CGI, whatever it is that fucks with me. Yeah, I think it's just because
1: oh. it is such an accessible, fleshy part. Mm-hmm. It it lends itself well to any kind of body horror as like a a chief
0: location for any kind of trauma. Yeah, and I guess just like how they had him on that um like makeshift like stretcher mm-hmm. and so they whipped up pretty quickly. They did that pretty it quick. Pretty solid. It's, yeah, it, it seemed to work. It did the job. Yeah. Lowered her down, brought him up. That all worked out. Um, it carried all three of their weights, didn't it? Like they all three were on that thing and being pulled up. I guess so. Which is
1: insane to think about. Well, I guess the two of them were cranking it together. Yeah, the two of them.
0: Yeah, but still, that's a lot of that's weight a, that's, for a
1: rope and like a simple little yeah. Pulley.
0: Or or no no. Or do they they bring him up first and then they have to send the thing back down for them after they go look for the phone? So it's just the two girls. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, which still could you do that fast enough to escape that like S- wave with a of rusty pulley? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made of mm-hmm. wood. Yeah. Could you escape the wave of plants that was chasing them in that moment? Which that was real creepy especially as they were going up the shaft at the end and it was yeah. just kind of rising underneath it them. just looked like like in that uh if it's like an explosion and the fire is chasing the hero out or something like that. But this yeah. one, it was carnivorous plants. Uh uh-huh. But um, it's cool like with that stretcher and like how it kind of had like a dirt surface on the top of the thing. The The guy like Heinrich or whatever his name was, like laying there, he could be kind of dug down underneath, you know. Mm-hmm. He could have like a little hole to sit in. Yeah. So that they made those prosthetics. So in other shots where he was just laying there as kind of like a background image, his legs were still just as messed up. Like You could see those prosthetics at all times, right? Right, and that was really, really good. Like, rather to look and see an extra or like, not extra, uh, uh, an actor laying on the ground and have like blood on their legs or whatever
1: to cover up for it, yeah. Yeah,
0: and you're supposed to remember that those are all chewed up, but it really just looks like blood. No, they had these full on prosthetics that look gross and mangled up, chewed, but they could just keep there the whole time, keep there. Yeah, that's great. I love that little effect, is really, really important for me,
1: yeah. And, like, back when they're loading him up on the thing, this was such another <laughs> hilarious moment of how dumb they are, which is only enjoyable. Like, I didn't hate yeah. the characters for how dumb they were. We just I love them for how dumb they were. Yeah. Like, it's hilar- hilarity from the very beginning of the movie to the end. It just, it walks a perfect line between being really tense and creepy and scary and being hilarious, like Mm -hmm. just at the lunacy of this weird vine killer and the stupidity of these 20-somethings. That's what the funniest part is. is It, It just balances it so well. And so when the two girls are down there inside the ruins and they're like realizing, okay, how do we put them on here? They're just talking out loud. They're like internal dialogue and they're problem solving so slowly and it just like it manifests as them saying, should we pick him up by the feet? No. <laughs> then he'll bend forward. Should we pick him up by the waist? No. Then he'll bend it the other way. He'll arches back. And they look at each other and they're like, the knees. <laughs> we'll pick him up by the knees. They're like, oh my god, what are you talking about? And, insane. Then, and then they... They go to pick him up, they're like, one, two, two three, three, and just crunch him in on himself. It's like they got, like the Foley artist said, okay, who needs to crack their knuckles? And they cracked all their knuckles yes. into the mic, and that is the sound of them lifting him up, and his
0: spine just shattering. Yeah, and it, there was the crunch and everything, he didn't move for the rest of the movie, so like, yeah. um, it was it was a lot like um, that David Bruckner short from Southbound. Mm-hmm. The hospital one yeah where he's like trying to carry her and her leg is just like hanging oh god off. <laughs> like by a thread yeah and it's just funny to watch like how like there is just uh-huh. no chance you shouldn't be carrying her like this Yeah, this <laughs> is such a mistake and then when they do get to the top even to like reference uh, that was so ridiculous the main dude who's like the the doc- student doctor or whatever he was like i uh, was like i don't think we should move him again <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of shifty-eyed like yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, That's one thing that really struck me watching this now um, versus watching it even 10 years ago when I was, you know, younger than all of these characters Mm -hmm. is it's a weird thing in like these kind of horror movies, especially with young 20 somethings where the male lead character always seems to like one of the male leads. In this case, both of them seem to take on this just like irrational bravery and control of the situation. Like the second that these tribes people show up and they've all got like weapons on them john tucker the main guy or whatever is calm and like dealing with the situation yeah we're like i don't know anyone who would act like that yeah. in that kind of At situation 22
0: yeah no way
1: yeah and it's always weird to like how gendered it is so like all oh, the women are always the ones freaking out and the men are the ones who control the situation yeah.
0: the calm rational ones yeah it's like um one of you has to go down you're not strong enough to turn the crank mm-hmm. so there's two of them yeah and-
1: <laughs> but even like, so that whole first act when they're just partying and hanging out, the dialogue is so kind of cliche and dumb and stupid. But these actors are all very good. They are. Yeah. And even though they're saying kind of the most cliche and dumb, stupid lines. Mm-hmm about you know partying hanging out whatever touring they're 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 doing it in a very good way yeah. like they're they really ground this stupid
0: dialogue and yeah. they make the characters very believable sure like the way that they identify themselves yeah these like, two are best friends and we're their boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> there's like that's so funny to write that as the dialogue for the characters yeah that's like a note you give the writers exactly <laughs> to
1: me that's like a self-awareness of the screenplay writer to be like I know what horror movies are I know that like okay, yeah. it, that these kind of details do not matter and that the that. audience does Doesn't care about this stuff so let's just straight up throw the exposition in their face right away these girls are best friends and we're their boyfriends i
0: i would love (laughs) if that's the reason for that like line specifically it's like ah let's if it's exposition fuck it let's just do it let's just do it like that i i i really hope it is
1: i mean this the screenwriter also wrote a simple plan which it was like a very highly regarded, critically well-received movie Mm -hmm. like three or four years ago. And I think that's why, and he wrote the novel that that one's based on. Okay. So I think that's why Ben Stiller's production company was like, no, this is an amazing writer And he's like doing, he's entering the genre with this, like doing a genre project,
0: strangely enough. It's going to be great. It's strange that he did this, like looking at the other stuff that he's made and how fucking great it is, how beautiful it is. You have a really good writer approaching genre
1: and it's making it more than just like a silly film. Like this is, it's really well done. It's It's, an amazing concept. Yeah.
0: The logic and the concept is just, it's stunning. Like Mm -hmm. watching, uh, watching the like plant Show its different attributes and, yeah. like, its different ability to move, how strong it is, how easy it is for them to rip, how it goes in, those effects. Um, learning about, like, it mimicking with the use of the flower and the flower kind of has this satellite dish look to it, like, you'd need to project sound. Like, yeah. it's all, like, so... You get so much logic from just looking at what happens, mm-hmm. which is just genius writing. It's really, really good, solid concept writing.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's, it's probably... Cause I don't know. I don't think he's written a lot of other genre stories. So I think he just kind of had this great idea and it's like,
0: I'm going to follow through with this and write it really well. Yeah. It's a lot like the John Wyndham novel day of the Triffids. Okay. Um, which is about these plants that basically lead to Mm -hmm. civilization being wiped out in this weird event where everyone on earth goes blind. These plants used to, they're predatory, but they're like easy to control but then everyone in the world goes blind, so they become a huge, huge, huge problem. I,
1: that sounds like a mix between the happening and blindness. <laughs> you nailed it, dude. That's what it's like. <laughs> and the happening is very much in this vein, too. Like all these kind of nature, like revenge of nature in a certain way. And it's a neutral revenge because it's, yeah. not, it's not like they're aggressively trying to. They're just acting out well, their
0: <laughs> very nature. In specifically in the happening, of which I am quite familiar as <laughs> You've li- seen this multiple times, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I have. As <laughs> listeners to this podcast might know, I got a soft spot for the happening. Um that actually is um Mother Earth kind of fighting back because humans are like encroaching on like forestry territory and everything like that. Right. So, so that
1: one there might be a little more intelligence behind or self-awareness behind nature. Yeah, or yeah, I guess or hell? maybe some like <laughs> cosmic
0: uh, karma or something like that. I think it's the trees. <laughs> oh my god. It's the trees. <laughs> Fucking that is a bad movie though admittedly wow that um but also like not just was it well written great logic behind it well lit so you get to see most of what's happening but also like beautiful beautiful shots of like just the scenery yeah cross top to bottom in this movie
1: there's something about like the color palette like even Mm -hmm. that whole opening when they're just on the beach and at the resort oh god they're doing something with like the hues and the tint that all their eyes look piercing Mm -hmm. Like they just like color is really heightened in a certain way in the post production of this movie and it makes it look really, really gorgeous. There's some
0: dynamic color setting. There is, there is something that they're doing
1: and just looks extra sharp. Uh It gives it a really kind of unique
0: uh, look. Yeah. And, and and, I, this guy is a fashion photographer. Mm, There you go. Yeah. yeah. Some very photo photographically good shots. And it was just like on a simple sliding shot of like a beach in the sky. But those things at the beginning, it and, looked like the centerfold from the magazine. Yeah, where you'd see someone post like it. It's uh, it's so makes so much sense that this guy mm-hmm. is a very particular kind of photographer. Yeah, exactly. You can see it mm-hmm. like just really colorful and dynamic, but at the same time, like you're looking at nature. But see those like I want more of those types of photographers to do direction or do
1: cinematography Mm -hmm. on films because they have such a very particular flair they're not just shooting things they're making it like look a certain way and that kind of style is something i love from these kind of movies it's why i love
0: uh, neon demon it's why i love Mm -hmm. like those italian horror movies yeah it's you're watching a movie so like something that has amazing logic but you're in the dark and the grime the whole time or it's cut really fast so you Mm -hmm. don't get the satisfying visual you know that's that's not as effective or is, you know, interesting to look at. And, like, even, even in concept, like, at the top of the movie, um, we had those beautiful shots, which are great. Um, but also, they were at this resort, just, like, living the life. Like, that little aspect alone is enough to make you kind of enjoy the beginning of the movie. Because it just looks so decadent and, like, satisfying to be on that beautiful beach. Yeah, it's with like the fantasy of looking at people at an all-inclusive mm-hmm. resort.
1: It's like, yeah. I want to go to there. Yeah. And, like... This must have just been so fun to film. Yeah. They're clearly they're clearly probably staying at that resort <laughs> somewhere yeah. near they're near a beach. They go film. <laughs> it's like a simple like single set the whole time. Yeah. They're just outside on that thing. They can only shoot during daylight for all those for a lot of those scenes. Mm-hmm. So it must have just been a blast. Like three or four right. weeks, little paid vacation. Totally. Act during
0: the day, have fun at night. Like yeah. it's a dream. Totally. And to go back to what you were saying about how like the bad sort of dialogue in the ending didn't like bother you. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's another instance of that where just like what was happening was kind of dumb but it was great to watch is right at the beginning. um, I guess Jenna Malone is just laying there and she's like fuck I lost an earring. (laughs) just so stupid and then um, this is the drama that kicks off the entire movie yes yeah. her lost earring and then out of the pool comes like heinrich i think his name is with the earring just i looking, found this looking gorgeous yeah
1: like his because he's got these piercing eyes and his like stubble like it's and just he's all wet
0: he's the only one who's wet in the scene yeah that's when you're like this is a fashion photographer like look uh-huh. at how well this beach side yeah and then they just offer him a beer and that moment i just like was flooded with good feelings i'm like you just meet someone you give him a beer and now you're hanging out with someone else That's awesome resort life. Yeah, (laughs) and then we had we then we got into this cool little like um, Cool little side story of how she like got really wasted and half cheated on the guy Yeah, so there's like this additional like emotional like thing that they're kind of hiding through most of the movie is like are we gonna sort of punish her or not for the actions of last night just getting drunk and kissing this guy? absolutely so that's like kind of under the surface and you're waiting for that to come up the whole time
1: and it does i mean it doesn't boil up dramatically because it doesn't really throw a huge wrench but it does come up yeah it, it comes up like it, it stacy uses it as a way to yeah. try to like because stacy becomes increasingly paranoia paranoid as mm-hmm. the movie progresses and as the thing kind of infects her more and more yeah even like the fact that the plant knows that oh the prey will respond or will like yeah. release more kind of fear hormones if I like regurgitate this like sound of her boyfriend sleeping with her other friend, like that's yeah. an interesting so, thing the plant can yeah, do.
0: So the, the plant had those sounds because of the night before when she like give, gave the, the old reach around to him. Is that what happened? No.
1: Cause like those sounds were of Jenna Malone. Oh yeah, you're right. So somehow it was manifesting. Like, How did it, it do that? Somehow it's perceiving the fears of these human creatures and like tapping into them that is a certain way crazy so it's i still think it is like an instinct thing like it's not smart or intelligent but it somehow is able to like kind of perceive and tap in and just mime or shoot out things that will activate fear in the people there even more
0: and did we see a shot just when that was happening did we see a shot of the flowers moving so she could hear that or could we perceivably believe that the vines in her own body in her head like she was saying were manipulating what she was thinking or
1: it could be both because at first when she runs out and says I heard you guys sleeping together or yeah. whatever, I heard it yeah yeah we don't we're not given anything it's later then when she's walking out and she sees all the flowers that all the flowers are making the Jenna Malone sex sounds right. at her yeah yeah so at first it's meant to be like a tease of is this really happening is it in her head but then later it's revealed that no these plants are
0: fucking huh. with her as it's shown by the little vibratey yeah insides. When the flowers are moving, they got the things are vibrating. And that like that mechanically, as you look at that little effect, it gives mm-hmm. you the impression that they're making sounds, that like yeah. they're little speakers. Like that's so great yeah. for like it's science fiction y stuff.
1: Totally. And like it's such a fun element too to have those locals like that adds another
0: layer to the concept. Oh yeah. There's right. so many shots of like the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, great. just like Jeff, I guess he's I only know his name is Jeff is cuz right at the end he goes, like, you guys don't even know my name. My name's Jeff. That's and true. I would have been a doctor. Like And her name was Amy. And then that's that's great because he's screaming at that moment, walking closer to them. So they're all looking at him. She can take off. But, and it's like a smart,
1: believable diversion. It's not like a silly, dumb tactic. It's like, no, yeah. this makes sense. If he pretends he's dead and they
0: walk on, mm-hmm. that'll give her an opportunity to escape. And it was like, and also, like she didn't just get a huge head start. She barely got out of there. So mm-hmm. like, it was a totally believable plan. But throughout the movie, we got so many shots of Jeff kind of just pacing. And then that main, that short little guy with the gun mm-hmm. who, who started the whole thing, just walk, pacing with him and turning know? back with Turn him. him. They're yeah. just like looking at each other like this is doing the stance. Yeah. There's like a, a language barrier, but there's this mutual understanding that yeah. they both have and they're just looking at each other with squinted eyes. Mm-hmm. That's so great. And while you're rooting for the escape of
1: Amy, because that is kind of like they're the protagonist of this movie. Everything's happening to them. Yeah. The locals like they're they're doing the right thing like they know that this thing is going to just wipe out many more people if it gets out and they know that someone can't just leave that if it touches you
0: even grazes you once you're already fucked it's already too late and they show great effects on the clothing with like this the mold kind of growing growing you can see like that's the start of a plant yeah for sure absolutely very splinter
1: similar in that way yeah or alien covenant like just like Mm, the slightest amount of you know well, molecules you, going in is enough to just completely destroy it yeah
0: it hit a kid on the shirt and they shot him 10 seconds point later. blank yeah they knew there was no hope whatsoever yeah they're like go on the you go with them and he's like no no yeah. no it just touched my shirt i assume so it makes it such a
1: great ending because yeah you're happy that you got out but you're also like shit yeah. like that plant is inside her and now anything she comes into contact with, like it, it's probably going to spread way wider that's such en- a nice little way yeah that ending is very similar to like the descent Absolutely. Yeah. How does the descent actually end? Because I've I always get mixed up which is the real ending. Because there was a theatrical ending that was different than the
0: British ending. Yeah. This is this is also like a paranormal activity discussion. Exactly. The the ending I remember. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying what the actual ending is. I don't know. Um. But she's driving out and then she sees the bloodied up friend in the car with her.
1: And that's 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 the end? end. I think that might. I'm not sure if that's the original end. The one that I saw firsthand was. Um, she drives away and then she kind of keeps saying something and then shows her back in the cave because she never really escaped oh and that that's the end i like more because i have seen the different endings i'm not sure what is canon but
0: <laughs> yeah because there's the descent two i don't think they bring back any characters i don't think they do either yeah uh, it's oh, like but, a straight to video Ooh, there might be a line do you remember descent two no i never watched it oh god don't um uh, yeah it was it was like unofficial none uh, of the original people were involved no but that makes me think about how the actual ending ending. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a person. No, never mind. I'm going to stop thinking about this right now. It's fine, yeah. The Descent 2 has got a, a very dark addition to the story. But like this Ugh. did
1: obviously have some parallels to Descent and As Above, So Below. Tons. Um, <laughs> but I did remember... And some, Annihilation. Falsely. And Annihilation, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have like the cavernous parallels, like the idea mm-hmm. of the horror movie and a Titan closed space. Yeah. Which we got just a bit in this. And then the biological element. Yeah.
0: So there's another two like
1: taking a few kind of different ideas that are common to the horror genre and putting them together in a great package.
0: Yeah. And, um, I love the, this is the single room setting, but not because there are walls keeping them inside, Mm -hmm. but because there is people surrounding them. So they're like on top of a pedestal that's very open. Yeah. So it's like most of these single rooms, like they have walls around them at the very least, you know, this one doesn't, it's very open. Yeah. Very bright. It's that the kind of skeleton of that concept
1: that's so effective, but you're really, putting it forth in a new way. Yeah, which yeah. is it's great. It feels fresh. It feels original. Mm-hmm. Um despite being like resting on these kind of foundational tropes of horror. Yeah. And yeah, I I think it holds up and I really totally. enjoyed I really enjoyed rewatching it. That was awesome. <laughs> that movie is great. Just 48%. These critics don't know what they're yeah. talking
0: about. Critics don't know, but Google users do. They do. yeah Google users were with you.
1: Mhm. 100%. Maybe let's go to some Instagram comments. Instagram, Instagram comments. comments.
0: Okay, so we have a comment here on our video drone post on Instagram from mm-hmm. Uh Someone should put Hillary Clinton's face behind James. He just loves her so much.
1: Womp womp. <laughs> and it's true. And we we yeah. tried to burn James Woods a little bit watching that. We tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And yeah, he's obsessed with Hillary Clinton, like a lot of the right is right now. Yep. So this is really going to be a moment captured in time. That When we listen to this episode in the future <laughs> and Rickettsa <laughs> on this, drops us a Hillary Clinton <laughs> we'll, we'll remember how obsessed the right wing was over someone who didn't hold any power Just at that a, time. A private
0: citizen. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Rickettsa. Good one. Also, Real Aaron Heineman said, hey, everyone, if you love horror movies, be sure to check out I'm one of the sorority girls in it. You don't want to miss that. So we've been over this before. If mm-hmm. you try to plug something on our shit, we're gonna read it. We're gonna bleep you out. Oh right, get bleeped. <laughs> yeah. So don't check out. I mean, that sounds kind of fun. It but yeah, sounds, don't check it out. It sounds a little derivative. <laughs> <laughs> From what? <laughs> Hot tub time machine and uh, sleepover party massacre. <laughs> okay, don't bleep those two things. I, well, but <laughs> they're gonna put it together. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, thanks to no one for your comments. That was and, great. And thanks again to Rickettsa for actually contributing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scary Cats, thanks for listening to another plant episode of the Tex-Chris and <laughs> Bissa Massacre. I'm your favorite host. I'm the other one. And as always,
1: chaos
0: reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. You can't cut out all your problems. Chaos reigns still probably try though definitely that's so gross see you next week bye